With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We've got an NBA schedule that's going to be released. We're going to get to all that stuff later, but football is on our minds. We don't need to wear helmets to talk about football, so we'll just go as it is. Welcome in, everybody. It is a Monday. Hope you're having a great one. Jonas Knox and myself, Dan Byers, sitting in for a Doug today. I didn't even say boom, Jonas. I should have. I left it out of the equation. You want to do it over again? Boom! 
Boom! It it's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And boom, just like that, the first week of the NFL preseason is in the rearview mirror. Loved it. At lo- I watched, not only did I watch virtually every game, but I watched the replay of virtually every game as well, too. I couldn't get enough. It was basically the background noise for the weekend, whether I was prepping for work or getting ready or anything like that at all. The background was preseason football on the television and it was such a welcome sound in the in in the back of all my other thoughts going on to hear the tackling the conversations players that i've never heard of before i loved all of it i just like to see the graphics on the screen that's my favorite part of it of seeing the score and seeing a dolphin's helmet on the screen or whatever helmet you would want the redskins and browns and and their colors that's what i love to see hey gotta be honest with you man the jets jersey and helmet not bad. Uh, a little bit of yeah. throwback to the Altoon days, Dan. As, as long as it's far back. I i don't dig the basic Jets with the football and the helmet. I oh, think I that didn't they, like that. that but yeah, but I agree. Like stepping back and the way it looked against the Giants, a, a very good look. And the thing about that game was everybody was wearing equipment that was up to date and allowed by the NFL. Uh, is that like, or, well, that's the norm, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere except Oakland, California, <laughs> where Antonio Brown continues to make news by not wanting to wear the equipment that he is supposed to wear during football games. And this is uh, this is something that, heck, it was talked about after the preseason game. We'll hear from John Gruden in a little bit about the the drama that started to unfold on Friday. But this is this is funny to me because this isn't just this wasn't a cover up for my feet mishap. Sometimes you'll do the misdirection something bad is happening, oh, yeah. I'll do something else so you're not talking about yeah. the real bad issue. But this had been in the works for a while where Antonio Brown was was having an issue, obviously, with, his, with the helmet that he was going to be forced to wear and the one that he wants to wear. And here we are on a Monday, and the NFL is releasing statements about what would happen to Antonio Brown if he wears that helmet. Basically, he'd be ineligible to play, he'd be in breach of his contract, wouldn't get paid. But this story now in day four of the Antonio Brown helmet saga. How about the fact that Antonio Brown is willing to fly into camp on a hot air balloon? Okay, He's willing to fly into camp in a laundry basket with a balloon and a giant flame over his head in the sky, but he's not willing to wear a helmet that's going to save him <laughs> down the road. I don't under, I don't understand. I, but but he's very and he clearly is passionate about it so much so that he that he broke out like Gildan spray paint and tried to spray it up and sneak it into practice. <laughs> it's an amazing story. The commitment to uh, to his helmet is awesome. As someone who has tried to uh, change a colored face mask on his mini helmet, it's not as easy no. as it looks. <laughs> it's not, no, you it's just not. don't put it on and say there it goes. It drips. You've got to get the right whether it be glossy, whether it be matte. There are a lot of different choices. Is, but he went the extra mile to to try to wear something that apparently isn't good for him. Now, Antonio Brown does have some supporters, or at least one when it comes to this issue, and it's his head coach, John Gruden, who spoke about the issue after their game Saturday against the Los Angeles Rams. But I support this guy. You know, I think that's what needs to be said. I don't know um, what anybody's writing or what anybody thinks, but this, this foot injury wasn't his fault. You know, this was a total accident. It was really wasn't his fault, and it's a serious injury. I know some people are smarting at it, but it's really not a laughing matter. The guy is, 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 was hurt. He was innocent. He didn't do anything wrong. And the helmet thing is a personal matter to him. You know, he has a strong feeling about uh, what he's worn on his head, and we're supporting him. 
And we understand the league's position as well, so we're in a tough spot. And we hope Antonio is back here soon because uh, he's exciting to be around. I'm excited. I got some plays for him. I hope we can start calling him. Bingo. It's exactly what he should have done. Exactly what he should have done is defend his guy. And we can make all the jokes we want and talk about his feet and, and the helmet and all that. You know what John Gruden did? He defended a guy publicly who's not getting any public support anywhere else. It's exactly what he should have done. There's an opportunity that it, it, to try to keep everything in order. Yeah. I, I would be I would have been surprised if this was the battle that John Gruden picked to go against Antonio Brown. It, but he felt like he went above and beyond supporting him. He even made talked about the foot issue and was saying stuff along the lines of, "Look, that wasn't his fault." Yes, it was. He walked into the cryo chair. Be there. It wasn't like uh, uh, like the, the movie uh, where where the lady who's remember that movie where the guy is the author James Con <laughs> yeah. and uh, and he's You're laying in bed and he's laying in bed and, and misery the movie misery oh. where she puts a block in between his feet and tries to, and breaks his feet while he's recovering from an auto accident because she's an obsessive fan. It's not like Antonio Brown was laying around somewhere and a bunch of kids while he was vacationing took a blowtorch to the bottom of his feet he walked into a cryotherapy chamber without the proper footwear that is a hundred percent his fault and john gruden made an excuse for him and i think it was the right thing to do he went above and beyond to support his guy to show him hey listen ab while everybody else is making fun of you we got your back over here in oakland i think he understands how antonio brown responds as well and if you look at at least antonio brown's recent history of of turning his back on on those that are are close to him, and not meaning close relationship-wise, but in proximity, meaning the guys in his locker room. Yeah. What happened last year in Pittsburgh and the relationship that he had with Ben Roethlisberger, for everything that went down, he did show up and try to play on that final Sunday. Yeah. So so in the end, so it doesn't, doesn't behoove John Gruden to turn his back on him because right now John Gruden needs to keep as many of the Raiders and the good Raiders on the field and, and to try to get Antonio Brown on the field. But that's my point of when does John Gruden not do that because it actually benefits the Raiders to not have Antonio Brown there. And that's what I think is going to be interesting to see, whether it be having it played out on hard knocks, whether it lasts into the regular season. At some point, you're going to say, all right, Antonio Brown's got to be here and got to got to adhere to the rules. But if he doesn't, if he, if he takes a turn from where he went – I'm not sure the Raiders, despite the draft picks, despite the amount of money that you paid, I'm not sure the Raiders wouldn't be better off just without him considering where this franchise is is heading, and I'm not talking about Vegas. Well, he's such a talented guy that it's going to be after he gets out on the field and you see what a difference he is for that offense. Uh, Because Vic Tafer, who covers the Raiders for for The Athletic, he was on Fox Sports Radio this weekend and said that even with the bad feet, Antonio Brown went out there for one practice and annihilated every defensive back they had on the team. It was not even close. He still, with the, with the damaged feet, was better than everybody else out on the field. And John Gruden knows, look, he even though he's got a 10-year contract, Gruden wants to win games. I mean, his job's not in jeopardy at all. He's still got a move coming up and all that. He knows that he wants to get him out there, like he says, and so, of course, he's going to support him, and he's going to defend his guy, and he's going to go over the top, and then it's not until you get him out there, and they're not winning games, and then he starts pulling the same crap, because when's the last time Antonio Brown was on a losing football team? That's like He's going to be on one this year, most likely, so I just... Wait and see how he is on the field, and if it becomes too much to deal with, then they can get out of it. I I find it interesting to see how, if he does return, how he would respond, because obviously the Steelers were 
having great success, and he still had issues, a personal issue with Ben Roethlisberger. I always point to the game that they had against the Ravens that he threw uh, his helmet in the water cooler in the second quarter because Ben Roethlisberger didn't throw in the ball in a game that they were winning. And this was in the second quarter. This wasn't last drive. I was wide open. You were looking at somebody else. This was in a good situation, and I think that shed light on, on Antonio Brown. But when you look at big picture, and as you said, John Gruden wants to win games, and this franchise wants to to win games in their last season in Oakland. When you look at where the Raiders are and where their next five years are, you you have a decision to make about Derek Carr. You've obviously swung deals to get rid of uh, Khalil Mack and, and Amari Cooper. But if you're picking towards the top of this draft next year, You've now got that decision to make about your quarterback. You've got I the point is, is I'm not sure if tanking is a bad option for the Raiders this time around. If Antonio Brown helps them win two or three games, I'm not sure if that's that's great for the Oakland Raiders. Big picture wise, in four or five years, I think this this team is in a different spot without Antonio Brown because he'd be a receiver in his mid thirties. So putting up with this stuff now in a time where maybe they have to lose, maybe you just cut bait and end up Moving on, even if it's after a season of being like, all right, we 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 will just have to bite the bullet that we took, gave up the third round pick, that we gave him this much money, but for where we're going as a franchise, we can't have this. Yeah, and and I want to see, and it's both situations. You want to see how Pittsburgh and also the Oakland Raiders deal with it because everybody wants to win the breakup, so to speak. So you want to show, hey, it wasn't my fault. Hey, it wasn't my fault. So you know, Le'Veon Bell wants to play really well with the New York Jets. Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin want to coach and quarterback really well in Pittsburgh. Juju Smith-Schuster heard the back and forth. Antonio Brown's the same way. I think Antonio Brown is a motivated guy to come out and play as hard as he wants to. The Raiders are going to be a, be a team that you have to monitor the first month or so of the season because if they're 1-3 in three or 1-4, in four, that's where you keep a close eye on AB because, again, he has not been Outside of last year, I don't know when the last time he's been on a non-playoff team. But do you think he wants to win, or do you think he wants to be a B? Um, like that's that's my issue. Is I think he's more concerned about being Antonio Brown and having Antonio Brown get his than he is about his team winning. Yeah, I mean, well, he's always been. Uh, and the stories you hear is hard worker, this, 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 and this, and he busts his ass and he does all these things, and he's already got his money, so he's already gotten paid. And he said even before the season, you know, I don't need to play football anymore. So yeah, he cares more about Antonio Brown, but I also think that if they're losing games. I don't think he's going to take that well. I think he's a competitive guy, competitive enough to where he's not going to be used to the losing, and maybe he didn't appreciate it as much as he thought he would. Now he's going to be in a losing situation. That's why I put so much pressure on Derek Carr as well. Oh, 100%. For the simple fact of if they're losing, he's also going to want the ball more because he's then going to say, well, you're not getting the ball to your best player. And so now Derek Carr is going to have to sit there and worry about getting the ball to Antonio Brown or listening to a head coach that is – whose relationship that he has with the head coach has been under the microscope since day one. So this is this is all doubling down and having this trickle-down effect to all these other places just because Antonio Brown wants to wear a helmet from 2008. And here's the thing. Hard Knocks has given us something uh, the past couple of seasons that actually are telling and gives you a window in, inside what it's really like. And we can say, well, you know, it's a, it's a TV show. And the director of Hard Knocks said there's like 400 hours of an episode that doesn't get used, that goes into it or something like that. A, a crazy amount to, to whittle it down to one hour. But 
Hard Knocks the past couple of years has given you a peek inside what the coach-quarterback relationship is really like. A couple of years ago, Dirk Cutter and Jameis Winston. That just didn't seem right. And as it turns out, that wasn't right. Last year, Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson. That didn't feel right ever. And as it turns out, that wasn't right. I want to see Gruden. Well, everyone's looking at what Antonio Brown's deal is with Hard Knocks. I want to see Gruden and Derek Carr, and I want to see how that plays out because I am not sold at all that Derek Carr is a Gruden guy. He wasn't there when he was drafted. Mike Mayock didn't draft Derek Carr. That's a Reggie McKenzie signing, the extension, the draft pick, all of it. I do not think Derek Carr is, is for long in Oakland. And then a draft where you could have quarterbacks one, two, maybe three, depending on what happens. Maybe allows for the Raiders too. All right, eh, two and fourteen yeah. wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, take that Oakland for your swan song. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player to help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio, a Super Bowl champion head coach will tell you the most bizarre training camp story he ever dealt with. That's here, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. We are sitting in for Doug today on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Find Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find our next guest on the NFL Network and also on Twitter at Coach Billick. Super Bowl winning head coach Brian Billick joins us today on behalf of X-Tech Shoulder Pads. Hey, Coach, thanks again for coming on. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Let's uh, let's start with Antonio Brown. John Gruden had the wide receivers back this weekend on the cryotherapy issue and the helmet saga that continues. How would you as a head coach handle what Antonio Brown is doing and going through right now in Oakland? Well, I, I don't know. I, I think there's maybe more to the story, as they used to say, the rest of the story. Um, I, I don't know. This, this is a strange one. You know, obviously, the, the foot injury and uh, as serious as it is, the good thing is it's the kind of injury that he should be able to. It's not like it's a joint or a or a deep uh, muscle pull or something like that, like a hamstring or a calf. So from that standpoint, obviously we got plenty of time and should not be a problem. The helmet thing is is just kind of bizarre. I mean, at the end of the day, the league it's more of a league issue than than uh, a Raider issue because uh, his issue is obviously with the helmets and. The league has to address it. I, this one, I don't know. We'll have to see how it's going to get addressed. Uh, Coach, you used the right word there, bizarre. What was the most bizarre training camp incident or story you can remember from your time coaching in the NFL? Oh, God. You're, I'm going back too many years to try to, you know, you and you always dealt with the pranks, guys hiding each other's cars and that kind of <laughs> stuff. That, you know, at a point, you go, guys, come on. Do we really want to fool around with this type of thing? Um, but, but yeah, the, the the helmet one's going to be a little bit different, and and I'm I'm not conversant enough in it to see what exactly has been said on it. I mean, yeah, he likes his helmet. I get that. Uh, but at the end of the day, if the league and and obviously head injuries, concussion, are such a, a major protocol for the league, if they uh, if they've set a mandate in terms of a certain type of helmet, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot of latitude to do anything but that. Did John Gruden do anything? Uh, did he do the right thing in supporting Antonio Brown? Yeah, you always you know you always have to do that, even though in your private in your moment you're kind of going, "What the hell is he talking about?" You know, and, <laughs> and uh, you try to get the understanding, but that's that's natural. Of course, you're going to defend the, the the player and and side with him, and uh, you know just to show the support for him, whether you believe it or not. Uh, Brian Billick with us here on Fox Sports Radio, Super Bowl champion head coach. Uh, you also see him on the NFL Network. Jonas Knox, Dan Beyer in for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. Coach, what did you look for? What was the most important part of the preseason for you as a coach? What were you looking for during the preseason? 
Well, it's multidimensional, and you're not you're looking for it not only in games but in virtually every practice that you have. Um, you know, job one is you've got to get your team, your players, in a physical shape to to play in the opener. You know, I remember Bill Walsh uh, used to start every one of his coaches' meetings to start the season to tell his guys, "Look, there's a lot we want to get done, but job one." And what you're going to be held accountable for is getting our players to the opener fresh and healthy. Uh, but at the same time, now you got to get a team ready. So that's that's quite a dictate. Uh, so you're you know obviously the conditioning, and you go through the phases. You know there's there's the, the cardiovascular and conditioning shape. Then there's football shape, uh, which is different. Uh, and then there's hitting shape, and that's really the number one thing. How much hitting, or I should say, how little hitting can I get away with? during the preseason, whether it be games or obviously in practices, and still have my team ready to play. You know, job two is i got to find out what kind of talent we have here. I, I do not want to let a young, good player lead this team simply because maybe he didn't have the quite oppor- right opportunity. Maybe he, it was a little big for him early. Uh, maybe he just wasn't processing it yet. You don't want good talent to leave your team when you get back to that final 53. And then obviously you're, you're, you're getting your veterans together in groups and, and trying to make sure whatever it is you're implementing offensively, defensively, that they get it, they understand, and, and, and what do they get, and that that they can't get, get rid of it. And if they do, this is what we're going to do in the open. So then while everyone's talking about reducing the preseason and people are complaining, we don't need the preseason, you're saying, no, no, there still is a, a great value to having preseason football. Yeah, when I was in the league, would go to the league meetings. This would come up every year, and they and they canvass the coaches, um, which which is rare because usually they didn't even ask us; they just did stuff. But they canvass the coaches, and to a man, every coach will tell you, "I hate preseason games," but I don't want to take any out. And there wasn't a vote at the time that I remember that had any validity that anybody wanted to reduce the preseason games, um, simply because, and particularly the way that you're looking at them now. I mean, they don't. The last preseason game, you don't play your veterans anyway. Uh, I do, I do the preseason games for the for the Ravens, and and neither the Ravens nor uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars played many starters in the first game. So you're kind of down to two preseason games anyway, and it gives you those. You know, in the first game, yeah, you get a look at some young players that you really, uh, you know, that now you're seeing with the pads on and how they answer the the bell with with the bright lights on, so to speak. The last game, you just want to get through it. You're not going to put many of your veterans in, and you hope the young players that aren't going to make the team don't get hurt. So, yeah, you could get it down to two preseason games, and everybody does it now to where they'll work with another team. Last week it was Baltimore working with Jacksonville for two days prior to the game. I know the Raiders uh, practiced with the uh, Arizona uh, or with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so everybody does that. So you can get some of that stuff done. So, yeah, you could get down to two games very easily. But at the end of the day, then how much of a look am I going to get at my young players if I'm going to play my veterans a quarter and then a, a half of two games? That doesn't give me a lot of time to really look at the young players I need. Brian Billick of the NFL Network joining us here as he's teaming up with X-Tech Shoulder Pads. Use the promo code COACH at xtechpads.com for 10% off your pad order we heard Ron Rivera say that he did the Bears a favor by calling a timeout to try to test their kicker at the end of the first half. The Browns told the Redskins that they were going to go no huddle to start the game. How much of this happens in preseason where one team is telling the other team, hey, we want to get this done? Did this Is this something new or has this been happening forever? 
No, you do it all the time, and half the time you're lying through your teeth, and you come out and do the exact opposite of what you were going to say you're going to do. You know, uh, and there's sometimes there's a tacit agreement going in early. You know, particularly the first game where you got a bunch of the young players in, and it's like, hey, let's let's not let's not go crazy with the blitzes here in the first game. I mean, okay, great. So you violate our protection scheme with a young player that doesn't know what he's doing and you light up my quarterback. Are we really learning anything from that? Uh, so early on, you kind of sometimes, depending upon your relationship with the coach uh, on the other team, can have, a, okay, let's just – it's like when you, when you practice together. You pretty have some pretty you know, narrow parameters in terms of what you want to get done, what they want to get done, and let's don't do this or that so that, A, we get someone hurt, or B – you know, we don't get anything out of the practice because you're running a bunch of blitzes all day because you wanted to work your blitz package, and, and we're not ready to do that. So probably a little bit more of that goes on. But like I said, half the time you end up doing it anyway, and you end up just lying to one another. Uh, Brian Billick with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Coach, last one for me. Any advice for first-year head coaches out there from your experience taking over in Baltimore? Yeah, just win, baby. I mean, it's... <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the toughest challenge, particularly those that have never been head coaches before, is realizing just how much time uh, it, you have to spend away from the game. Uh, and if you're going to be that, that head coach slash play caller, well, then there's areas you better have someone that's very focused on that area. I, I call it the 3 a.m. rule. You know, when you wake up at 3 a.m., whatever you're thinking about, that's who you are. Okay, so if you're a head coach and you're waking up at 3 a.m. And, and, and you're thinking about, okay, do I want to put the fullback in the flat or do I want this guy at that depth? Okay, great. Well, obviously that's your focus. Who's, who's thinking about the roster? Who's thinking about the practice structure? Who's thinking about the situational things for your offense, your defense, your special teams? Um, if, if that's where your focus is because you're trying to do maybe too much by doing both, you better make sure you have a very real structure to account for those pivotal decision times in a game where you need to, you know, that someone's paying attention to that maybe you haven't been that can jerk you back into that reality of, hey, you got a decision coming up here, coach. What do you want to do? Brian Billick, the NFL Network. You teamed up with X-Tech Shoulder Pads. How did you end up teaming up with uh, X-Tech? Well, I was with them from the beginning, you know, and Bob Roderick and that group did a phenomenal job. You know, we already talked about it. As you take the head out of the game, which is rightfully so because the concussion protocol puts such a higher premium, obviously, on the shoulder pads. And, and I'm a testament to the fact that, you know, shoulder pads hadn't changed in 40 years until now. And when they came up with the X-Tech pad with the XRD uh, foam technology that's like no other pad on the market, um, I knew they had something special. And it was in the best interest of the players. It was in the best interest of the game. You've got virtually the entire of the NFL, or they're the number one pad in the NFL. You've got people like Khalil Mack and Andrew Luck and Matt Ryan and OBJ and Eli Manning all in X-Tech pads. You've got over 300 colleges, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Baylor, Penn State. Uh, and they're now available to high school players, the top high school players, like uh, high school programs, like Modern Day, St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas, DeMath out here in Maryland. They have the X-Tech pads. So if you've got a young person that you're going to put into the game, you want to protect them, go to xtechpads.com. Uh, best testimony I can give them, I got two grandsons, and if they decide to play, they're going to be an X-Tech Pads. We're wearing them right now, Jonas yeah. and I both. You oh, know, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never know how these radio shows go. Coach, we appreciate that's it. Great. And, uh, yeah, happy NFL season. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, Coach.
Brian Billick, Super Bowl winning head coach, the fastest hang-up in sports talk radio. Hey. There is no doubt. He's like Doc Holliday. <laughs> it is boom, boom, <laughs> click. Uh, again, X-Tech shoulder pads. Go to xtechpads.com. 10% off your pad order if you use the promo code COACH. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He is Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We are sitting in for Doug today. The NCAA made the announcement today that they are backtracking, maybe not the right term, but they are amending their new rules for agent representation and what those agents would be required to go through, basically rescinding the criteria of wannabe agents or people who aspire to be agents of having a bachelor's degree. And this all started when the requirements came out that a bachelor's degree was one of the requirements that the NCAA set out. You then had LeBron James speaking out, calling it the Rich Paul rule. Mm. Rich Paul then earlier today on The Athletic ends up writing his own piece. And a few hours later, the NCAA comes out and has an announcement that they are changing some of the modifications and some of the requirements that would allow uh, people to enter the agent world. Yeah, man, LeBron did it again, man. He really making changes out there. Uh, LeBron has he taken credit for this yet? Has LeBron <laughs> jumped on to take credit for this change? Uh, there is a tweet that he quote retweeted Shams, and I believe it was like "Stay woke alert." Oh, something like that. Good, yes. that's good. Listen, uh, Dan, you love your wife Lisa, but uh, I would venture to guess that you don't love your wife Lisa as much as LeBron loves LeBron because he <laughs> loves himself, man. He just oh he's got making all these big moves happen. It's all about LeBron James, everybody. And actually, and the fact that the NCAA rescinded this just gives everybody that much more ammo to think, haha, we we evoke change. Around. Oh, get out of here with the crap. The the NCAA does stuff that has people scratching their heads, but not every single move is bad. And yeah. I feel that people just take any opportunity to jump at the NCAA. I know Doug was really outspoken when many people came out and said that this was a racist move, that this was aimed directly at Rich Paul, when Christian Dawkins, a guy who was federally charged and convicted, had the same exact requirements. So I don't think that's the NCAA's fault, and they even admitted in their statement that they didn't look into specific instances or individuals so I, I can't blame them. And I know it's easy to just be like, oh, it's EAA. Yeah. They were trying to shore up an area that led to the FBI investigating the sport. And now, because Rich Paul didn't have the certifications, it became so much more of a bigger deal. You know what? They let it slip through the cracks. But I'm sorry, they didn't walk into the office at 8 o'clock this morning and all of a sudden sat down and read Rich Paul's op-ed in The I Athletic know. and say, man, we do need to change this. <laughs> so I, I, I'm sorry, this had to have been in the works for at least a couple of days of being like, hey, we're getting some backlash over this. Maybe there's a way that we can modify it. Maybe we could work with the Players Association, who, by the way, was also involved in allowing these criteria to be developed. So it's such a false narrative to be like, look at what, what Rich Paul did. You really think that's what the NCAA did, that their Mondays consisted of, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, case of the Mondays. You see this athletic piece? Oh, let's change the rule. That's absurd. Get over yourself, man. And here's to your point on the NCAA stuff. Of course, the NCAA has got flaws. A lot of a lot of things do. A lot of people do. A lot of organizations, companies, et cetera. They've got flaws. But I call it Brown syndrome because no matter what the Browns did over the course of like a decade period, it was always dumb. Oh, they're so dumb. I can't believe the Browns did that. They're so dumb. 
Okay. Um, they got a uh, a first round pick for Trent Richardson. Was that dumb too? <laughs> Like, right, like right? They've, yep. they've actually they've made decent moves from time to time. Not not all of them are dumb, but because it's the Browns, you just associate them with dysfunction, and you go, "Oh, that's dumb." That typical Browns move. Okay, it's the same exact thing. And the fact that, and by the way, NBA, look, can we we gave you a couple of weeks in July? Can you stop NBA, NCAA? Can you stop? It's college football time, Dan. It's the NFL's time. Can they know their place and understand that they're third fiddle behind football, <laughs> behind the NFL and college football, and just stay out of the way in August all the way through December? Come I, on, I, I know it's 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 true. I mean, we get, heck, we're gonna have preseason basketball in like a month or so because of, or at least training camps opening in about six weeks for the NBA. As yeah. crazy as that sounds, and and by the way, we will get to a little NBA later but it won't be anything positive don't worry <laughs> that's the best part we're gonna bash the nba today here on the Doug gottlieb <laughs> show but for a separate point but the ncaa they come out with the rule i'm sorry if i'm posting a job a, a job opening what do you have you have a bunch of requirements yeah and a lot of times it says you know bachelor's degree required three years experience does everybody say you know what like i i, I don't have three years experience i'm not gonna apply i've only got a year and a half no, why not apply? You know, the worst they can right. say is say no. So you have requirements. Maybe some of the requirements, you're not getting applicants, so you rearrange it. The NCAA made a mistake, made an error in how they are operating with the NBA and the NBA Players Association. Don't just jump out and say, like, this is single target at Rich Paul. I don't think they had Rich Paul at one iota in their mind. I think Christian Dawkins was really the only guy they specifically looked at in trying, okay, how can we try to shore this up so we can minimize these instances or eliminate these instances? It had nothing to do with with Rich Paul and Darius Baisley. And look, if somebody from the NCAA uh, slashed Rich Paul's tires, I get it. The clear targeting. I get it. You keyed his car, you slashed his tires, uh, you put a banana in the tailpipe. I get all that stuff. All they did was come up with certain ground rules in order to be able to represent a player because there's been too many scumbags in the sport who have taken advantage of players and taken advantage of the system. That's it. That's all this is. But your guy, LeBron James, Dan, uh, he had to jump, uh, (laughs) throw himself into the fire and make this all about him. Typical LeBron move. They actually were so mad they vandalized Ron Music's car last night. Oh, (laughs) did your car get vandalized, Music? It sure did. Uh, where it wasn't it wasn't LeBron and no it wasn't them but <laughs> you're right it was Rich Paul no. not LeBron oh my <laughs> god Rich Paul vandalized Ryan Music's car no. unbelievable <laughs> unreal breaking news Jesus wow that's terrible yeah that yeah pissed me off what, they, they, they they spray painted odd couple on his back did window. they re- yeah <laughs> did, did they really that's oh, great straight uh, out of Vegas with the dollar sign with the S I don't know Are you behind that uh, is that RJ I, I don't know anything about it Dan uh, all right uh, he is Dan Byer, I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next here on FSR, uh, there is one quarterback in the NFL who has gone missing. Find out who we're talking about next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. Quick note to the NBA. When you release the schedule, put the schedule up under schedule and not have last year's schedule up. I don't need to know that the Sixers beat Melbourne United on September 28th of last year, 104 to 84. May want to get on that NBA. They got theirs coming in about 40 minutes. Oh, man. In the meantime, we play a game. I almost forgot what we do. This is game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. I didn't forget Isaac Lohenkron joins us. I just can't remember if he tells us what the latest is, if he's going to have the press, but no, we're playing a game. Hello, Isaac. Isaac again. 
<laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, Jonas. <laughs> and you know what, Dan? Great minds think alike because I, too, saw the Melbourne United Sixers final result and also the mighty Perth Wildcats, a slim 58-point loss on September 29th of last year to the Utah Jazz, and the Beijing Ducks edged by a mere 53 <laughs> points by the Dallas Mavericks last September 29th. Those yeah. were big margins. Now we talk about big deal, well, little deal, or no deal. Yeah, Go ahead. But, yeah, but Beijing was getting 55 points, so they did cover the spread. Uh, that's a good so. point. This is, this, good. Is, this is how our update sounded on Friday, September 28th. <laughs> It was not a good day for Melbourne United. <laughs> Benson was and slam dog. Sixers lead by 14. Oh, all right. The Utah yeah. Jazz boomerang the Perth Wildcats. <laughs> uh, uh. Beijing, hold the beef. <laughs> Dribble drive down the last And Bean's got 42. <laughs> what game do we have? Big deal, little deal. No deal. All right. All right. On from uh, international basketball to the National Football League, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck continues to deal with a lingering calf injury and is going to miss yet another week of practice. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? I don't think it's a big deal. I think I say it's a little deal. I would agree. It's a little deal. We also, look, a year ago, there was reports that he hadn't thrown a football in like 500 days and blah, blah, blah. Like like the Indianapolis Colts are really going to let him go into the season without tr- attempting to throw a ball somewhere behind the scenes. I don't think they're being as upfront as, uh, as, as people think they are. This is a little bit of a misdirection. Little deal just because of the injury history. Yeah, I'll go with that. How about what Tom Brady said about his contract extension this morning on Boston radio station WEEI? I think what this is about is just this season and dealing with this year and beyond this year, whether it's signing five more years or signing a franchise tag or not playing or none of those things needed to be decided this year. So um, I think what it was is just focused on this season and being in the right mental, emotional frame of mind to you know, go out there and perform at my highest level. And it takes a lot to get from now to March. And I don't want to overlook the big challenge that we're facing. And I don't want my mind convoluted with, you know, thoughts that are premature or ones that I'm worrying about beyond what the current situation is, which is us trying to go achieve what, you know, we all hope we can achieve. And that's where my focus is. And that's what I'm excited about. (laughs) Jesus. Shut up, Tom. Why'd you play the short version, Isaac? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, even though he got a deal, it's no deal. Because he hasn't said anything different from what he said a week ago. We expect maybe something to get done during the season, even though there were some that said NFL rules wouldn't allow that. But I'm going to say no deal because he hasn't changed from what he said. I agree with Dan. This is no deal. And a little piece of advice for the NFL. Don't turn into the NBA. Why are we talking about what Tom Brady's going to do next year? We haven't even gotten to this year. You're, this is sounding like the Kevin Durant crap from a year <laughs> ago. That was bad. It w- people were tired of it at, at, when it came to the halfway point of the season. They were fed up with hearing about it. Just leave it alone. He'll figure it out after the season. No deal. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, by the way, uh, coming up next hour, uh, Tom Brady to read the Bill of Rights yeah, <laughs> here on the show. We uh, go. 
Uh, we Segments are, two and three. <laughs> we're brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or a used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more competent car buying experience. Editing room calls, Don. Hey, uh, we got that 12-minute <laughs> Tom Brady cut for you. If you want if you, if you want to. Tom Brady says says a whole lot of nothing in that in that sixty second cut. Hey, we've got uh, we've got Tom Brady reading the entire script of Dances with Wolves uh, coming up on uh, hour two and three here on Fox Sports. Radio. Maybe hour four, right? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, three p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. How's your NBA team going to do next year? We break down every single game predicting wins and losses. 
And not only that, Jonas, <laughs> next year's baseball schedule came out. All we right. will do the same with the baseball schedule yes. coming up next hour. All 162 games for every team coming up for the 2020 season. And then after that, we're going to all uh, uh, compliment each other on social media, even if we do a, a garbage performance in our debut at something. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're all going to, you know, that's that's the trend in uh, sports media. That's what we do. Oh, Unbelievable. Man, kiss man. Kiss asses. Bunch of, bunch, bunch of kiss asses in this business. <laughs> hey, tell you what, a lot of people like to, to kiss the back end of the Dallas Cowboys. Some would like to kick <laughs> the back end of the Dallas Cowboys, but there are others that like to pucker up to it. The Dallas Cowboys, obviously America's team, the most valued team in all of professional sports, but Jerry Jones is going to have to shell out some money, and apparently it's going to be more to one quarterback, Dak Prescott, than they originally thought, because there was a report this weekend, I know you have to, you touched on yesterday on your on your Sunday show, that Dak Prescott wants more than we could have even imagined. Yeah, you mean the uh, Sunday show I had to do alone because Brady Quinn was at a golf tournament? You mean that one? <laughs> that was, one, yeah. Was this his own golf tournament? Yeah, he's going on right now, no. going on today. But oh, uh, listen, geez. priorities, uh, I, I'm working with Dan, all right? that That's how this is done. So I, I chose Dan over Dublin. <laughs> That's what I did. Dan over Dublin, Ohio, uh, in the golf tournament that they're putting together. But no, uh, this report came out. Mike Lombardi, uh, who was an NFL executive for a long time, said that he was hearing that Dak Prescott turned down a $30 million a year extension. And the a lot of people, the pushback on that is, well, it's top five money. Dak Prescott's not a top five quarterback. He's crazy to turn down that kind of money. And I don't think he is at all. I don't think he is at all because if he ends up getting a better contract or a bigger deal, then Dak Prescott did the right thing. It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. When Kirk Cousins just played on the franchise tag, everybody thought it was crazy that he didn't sign or agree to a long-term deal. Guess what happened? He ended up getting a guaranteed contract from the Minnesota Vikings on a three-year deal, so he's going to be up for a new contract in just a couple more years from now. So if this works out and Dak ends up with more money, it's not crazy. And the top five aspect of this, quarterbacks aren't getting paid based on merit. That's not how this works. When it's your time to get paid, you're going to get paid. So if you sign a contract this year, three years from now, you're no longer going to be the highest paid player at that position. That's how the cycle goes. In, in a way, the the Vikings and Lions did a favor to the rest of the NFL by paying their quarterbacks as much as they did because – I, honestly, wherever you think, and we've done shows where you look at Dak Prescott and you're, okay, is he a top-half quarterback? Is he a mid-range quarterback? The point being, he's probably not that far away from Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford. No. And when they make $31.5 million a year, I don't think it's out of the realm of of possibility that Dak would say, I want more than them. Like To me, that seems like a natural progression if you feel he is your franchise quarterback. So that's where Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins are in the 2020 season. They'd be getting $31.5 million. So wanting more than that to me is no problem. What I find interesting about this, though, and we just heard from Tom Brady about 10 minutes ago talking about his contract situation, be that as it may that he may be gone after the season, whatever the possibilities are, the fact of the matter is he also opened up cap space. And what was surprising about the Dak stuff was that Dak wouldn't take a discount to help Ezekiel Elliott or Amari Cooper. 
That was my surprising thing. Not surprised that he turned it down, but if he accepted a deal for that, maybe it would give the Cowboys more maneuverability, if you will, of, of fitting everybody and making it easier on Jerry Jones. Dak unwilling to do that, I think, is actually the biggest headline from him turning down that contract. See, but maybe Dak not accepting the contract and willing to roll the dice and play this year is Dak Prescott saying to them, hey, you don't have to sign me this offseason. I'm not going to agree to that, but take care of Zeke this offseason. So maybe it's maybe the approach isn't let's get a deal done before the season starts. The approach is let's get a deal done later. And I also think that Dak has given them a bargain at the rate that he's been playing at. If you just and this is just doing the math. And look, we know this contracts in the NFL, it's all about the guaranteed dollar. And so just take away the guaranteed dollar. This is just just an exercise. Say the Dallas Cowboys offered Dak Prescott a four-year extension at $30 million a year and say he accepted it. Now, people would say Dak Prescott doesn't deserve $30 million. Okay, but that's just looking at the four years. He's made about $2 million in change throughout the course of his NFL career so far. So if you were to take the first four years, add them to those last four years, that puts Dak Prescott at about $122 million over eight years. That puts Dak Prescott at about $15 million a year. Dak Prescott's not worth $15 million a year. If you look at it in totality, you're going to get a bargain based on what he's been playing at the, the, his rookie deal. Then he should ask for 40 Okay, <laughs> you know, like if you, you know, of of if you're you're doing it like if you if you're spreading it out, I I get that the Cowboys are being penalized because they made a good pick, like in 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 like in in that essence, yeah. because they're the ones, and I don't want to say took a chance on Dak Prescott because it's not the right term. They had passed on him other times before they ended up drafting him, but that would be the penalty of hey, we actually made a good pick, and now we kind of have to pay for it on the back end. They were fortunate. So they're, they're, Dallas, and this is what I don't maybe Cowboy fans don't get this. Do you know how lucky you are as a Dallas Cowboy fan? Think about how lucky they are. First of all, they wanted Carson Wentz, but because Philly took Carson Wentz, Dallas had to settle for Ezekiel Elliott at number four. And then they really wanted Paxton Lynch, but got outbid for Paxton Lynch. Look how that turned out. And then <laughs> they really wanted Connor Cook, but Reggie McKenzie and the Raiders jumped him in the draft and drafted Connor Cook. So Dak Prescott fell into their lap in the fourth round, and you've won two division titles. And also, that was after two quarterbacks ahead of him on the depth chart both got injured. They lucked into this pick. You've They've been so lucky when it came to Dak Prescott. The fact that they're nickel and diming him over a, a million here or a million or whatever the numbers are that are being thrown out, I just I, I, I don't think they're looking at this in totality. They're just looking at only the number and not the history attached I'm, to I'm it. I'm surprised that you think this helps Zeke. Because I would think that as Jerry Jones is looking at this, when you have to sign Amari Cooper, now Zeke's the only one that's not there. And Zeke is the one that has two years left on his deal, and they're maybe the most the ones that are likely to I mean, if if Dak's showing up and, and Amari's showing up, then hey, that's that's good faith. But Ezekiel Elliott's situation to me is the difference between this team being a Super Bowl contender and not. And if they have to figure out, okay, if we've got to pay Zeke this much, which I think they will end up doing because I think Jerry Jones craves the Super Bowl so much that then that puts them into a spot with Dak and Amari. And I know Zeke's only got two years, but we're talking about 2019 in the Super Bowl. And so the more money that now they have to put aside for Dak, I think takes away from what could possibly keep Ezekiel Elliott there 
whether it be on a three-year deal or or whatever the case may be, but Dak wanting more money, in my mind, is also taking it out of Zeke's pocket. Well, here's here's what I say uh, when I say that. They're going to get one of these deals done, right? I mean, you would think they would want to get one of these deals done. You don't want this to roll over again into next year because then franchise tags become involved and more money gets tied up into it. So if Dak holds off on agreeing to a contract, that means it's more likely that a contract with Zeke is going to get done based on Dallas wanting to get one of these things accomplished in the offseason. And so my point is not so much that 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 Dak is doing this intentionally so that he can help out Zeke Elliott, but I do think it does help Dallas in the fact that, okay, if he's not agreeing to this deal now, then let's focus on this guy next. And maybe that guy is Zeke. Maybe that guy is Amari Cooper, who I think is third on the priority list as far as getting the mm-hmm. deal done. I just I don't think it's the end of the world that Dak turns down the contract. I think actually it opens up more of an opportunity for them to sign Zeke based on knowing, okay, since we're not going to worry about that until next season and we'll figure it out after the year, let's just focus on Zeke. Because the reality is they don't have to get any of these deals done this offseason, but I think they do want to get at least one of them done because they don't want to deal with the distractions. It's funny because we look at the long term of that trio. And I just think that their time is now. I mean, Zach Martin's dinged up again. Yep. You're just getting Travis Frederick back after he missed all of last season. Who knows how long that he's going to play? The offensive line isn't the same offensive line that was the best in football five years ago. You just you've got some young linebackers that are. I mean, if with Jalen Smith and and Leighton Vander Esch of of those guys. They're going to be a part of your team in the future, and at, at some point, you, well, heck, you just gave money to Demarcus Lawrence as well. Their time is now. Yeah. Is is and so to to try to figure out the the triplet of Dak, Amari, and Zeke when you've got everything else in place, and for a conference that I feel is for the taking of when you look at what's happening, because I think there's so many questions around there. I just think that that's what Jerry Jones realizes. Heck, Jason Garrett realizes it. He, so who knows if he's going to be? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if he's going to be back, so 2019 is so their year to get it done that they need everybody on board. And so Dak pushing his contract off. I get what you say. Maybe it puts that off to allow them to focus on Zeke. But if they're paying more money to Dak. That takes it out of Zeke's hands, and I don't think that that's a good a good situation for Dallas. And you don't have to name the teams, but how many more? So, how many teams in the NFL would you say are a bigger favorite in your mind? Not the Vegas odds, but in your mind, are a bigger favorite to win or more likely to win a Super Bowl than Dallas this year? I would say the Patriots and Chiefs. Okay, so at least a couple of teams. Yeah. All right. How about the fact that, and that means that look, it's not maybe the most likely thing that the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year. It's why they're underdogs to do it. It's why mo- uh, teams in the NFL are underdogs to win a Super Bowl. It's really hard. So to your point, if the window, if, if now is the time that Dallas is going to get something done, how about the fact that it's more likely that at the end of this Dallas Cowboy era with the brand new triplets, as we want to call it, the reason they didn't do more was because of a fourth down conversion to Jared Cook and a field goal by Mason Crosby in the playoffs. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. those two plays could end up being the reason that the Dallas Cowboys do nothing with the best opportunity they've had to do something in the last 20 years. 
those two plays in that game. It reminds me of the summer when Roger Federer has two championship points and loses at Wimbledon. <laughs> oh, come on. Did you have to pick on Federer no, all the time? I'm just saying, and when you talk about greatest of yeah. all time, it was a swing of two major Grand Slam championships, and it can come down to one single instance, and it's the same thing with the Cowboys, of just how close it is yeah. when you're talking about greatness. Crazy. Uh, he's Dan Beyer. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Beyer on on Fox. And, uh, Dan, I know we have got tons of NFL and some negative NBA coming up later Absolutely, on the Absolutely, but first, the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player to help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to ask our NFL insider what the next big move could be in the league. Find out what it is here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. 
You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. Find Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can find our next guest on SiriusXM NFL Radio and find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show. Did you make it safe and sound after your delay in Detroit yesterday? Did you make oh, it back home, Alex? Boy, let me, I never told, I didn't think that about four hours later I'd be circling over Valdosta. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> waiting, for a, waiting for a rainstorm in Gainesville, Florida to dissipate. The water apparently was so high that they submerged the uh, runway. So we had no choice but to circle in Valdosta until enough water had cleared that we were able to land. But I made it home. I did my little, uh, the old school O.J. Simpson uh, rental car ad from the 70s uh, through the airport between flights uh, to get from uh, Atlanta to the Gainesville flight. But all is good. Thank you for asking. In my 18-day road trip, nine teams crisscrossing the country several times. It is finally in the books. Well, the Oakland Raiders, again, are the topic of conversation uh, here, there, and everywhere as Antonio Brown's helmet saga continues we had uh, NFL PR tweeting out that Antonio Brown would be in breach of his contract if he ended up uh, not showing up because he didn't want to wear the helmet that was required to wear. So in, in, in this whole weekend of events, how does this play out with Antonio Brown over these next couple of weeks? Oh, boy. See, because it, it doesn't just end when he shows up, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that's the whole thing about this type of story. First, is he able to practice? Does anyone really know? I mean, it hasn't been clear what he actually is able to do after apparently freezing off his feet. And, and you know, I, I'll be honest, I got word of the story, um, you know, last week, and it was so fascinating. Apparently, he didn't dry off his feet properly. When you enter one of those uh, chambers, if you have any sort of precipitation on your body, it will, you know, harden, and you'll get the equivalent of frostbite. So that's the thing that, you know, happened with him. So how much can he actually do on the field? is I think maybe the first thing with this. Then we get to the helmet issue. And, you know, there's going to be a feeling out period. I mean, even Tom Brady on his, his weekly radio appearance on WEEI today, he mentioned the fact that he's already tried multiple helmets this year, trying to find one that, that's comfortable for him. And I don't know, look, sometimes it's if you, if you feel good, you play good. If you look good, you feel good, you play good. I've talked to wide receivers about that before. Remember Chris Chambers? And his whole mm-hmm. thing was that, you know, knee, knee pads and thigh pads made him feel bulky, so he didn't feel like he was playing fast, so he didn't like to wear them. And I know now they're mandatory, but this was a number of years ago I talked to him about that. The league has changed. So I think those are some of the things. And then how's Brown gonna, Antonio Brown going to deal with the media? Is he going to be dealing with teammates who might be ribbing him a little bit about this? And how does he respond to that if that shows up? I mean, there's a lot of layers to this with Antonio Brown. And then the next question becomes, how much are we actually going to see of this behind the scenes from hard knocks? Because, you know, those shows, they're, they're reality TV, okay? There's some true things to them, don't get me wrong, but they're also viewed by the teams before they air. It's almost like an hour infomercial for the NFL and for that particular team that's participating, albeit against their will, in the Oakland Raiders. How much are they able to, go, to, to be able to get out there about Antonio Brown? Because you see John Gruden, man. I mean, listen, I don't know if you noticed that. He's not wearing a visor on the sidelines anymore. He's wearing a fire hat. You know what I mean? Like the fire commander hat, the red hat, because he's putting out so many of them with Antonio Brown. Does something air on that show that makes Brown think, oh, the Raiders organization is against me? And all of a sudden, this becomes an even bigger deal with him. And, of course, hanging over his head, $30 million in guaranteed money. 
the Raiders can just say, nope, we want that money back or whatever's been paid, and we want out of this contract if you don't show up. And at some point, the Raiders have to say, did we just mess up? Let's cut our losses. It was a third-round pick. Let's move on and, and just avoid this headache. I don't think they want to do that, but at some point, if, you're, if you, the guy's not going to show up for whatever reason, if it's truly the helmet, if it's his feet, if it's the fact that he doesn't like going to training camp, one of these things, I mean, the Raiders have to say, should we continue down this road? I think they're staying with him for this season, but again, stranger things have happened. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL Insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. I asked Brian Billick this, and he couldn't think of one, but most you've you've been to a lot of training camps. You just mentioned you just finished up going to nine uh, this off season. Most bizarre training camp incident or issue that you can think of outside of this Antonio Brown fiasco. Oh, that's happened in camp. Yes. God, are you talking about just for this year or just in any year? General? Any year in the oh, history. Oh my gosh! You know, sometimes I, you know what? That, it's interesting. You know, I remember when you know Pac-Man Jones found his way to the Dallas Cowboys and and the Fuhrer that that caused along the way. I mean, you know, listen, and there's also sometimes, I think Ricky Williams was the one for me on a personal note back in 2004 when he retired right before the start of training camp. I mean, it was, it was stunning. And maybe Ricky, you know, he had been telling his close friends, I guess, that this was a real possibility for him as he was going to go live with the Aborigines in Australia and try to track down Lenny Kravitz <laughs> in Japan uh, on a whim. I mean, I, these are real stories. I mean, I wish, I mean it's, it's truth to stranger than fiction with Ricky Williams. But I, could just, I just remember that. And then the Dolphins, you know, having to deal with two different hurricanes that were approaching, so they had to cancel practice. They didn't have a bubble at the time, so they were practicing in a parking lot next to team headquarters that was covered. They're having to walk <laughs> around and do that. Uh, you lose David Boston, by the way, along the way, who was your top wide receiver. His knee crumbles, and he ends up never really making any sort of impact for the Dolphins that season. I mean, it was just an absolute nightmare for Dave Wanstead and company. He got, he got fired midway through the season when, you know, he basically asked to get fired when he was told he wasn't coming back the next year. But I think the Ricky Williams, when, when you have the abrupt, you know, this guy who the, the Dolphins had based everything around, not show up, and then the, the, you know, the subsequent reasons why, well, he had failed drug tests, he was going to be suspended anyway, or, you know, the guy's doing all these weird things, and, you know, the fate of the Dolphins themselves, that to me was the strangest training camp that I can remember back in 04. You, you guys don't know this, but Ricky Williams asked me to go and find Lenny Kravitz. He goes, are you going to go my way? And, <laughs> oh, there, nice. yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and this. I wouldn't give him an answer. And he was like, because I got to, got to know. Oh, wow. Well done. Uh, Alex Marvez joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jonas and I were just talking at the top of the hour about the report that Dak Prescott had turned down an offer that would have paid him more than $30 million annually do you have any information on that report and is it ridiculous that if it's true that Dak turned that down I do not know on this report I've been crisscrossing the country so I haven't had a chance too much to dive into the Cowboys thing but if he's doing that you've got to think that they're pretty close to a deal right and I think that the agent feels that probably that they can push this till the end of the preseason and then at that point once you start getting into the regular season you don't want this sort of stuff affecting the quarterback in you know psychologically I think that they have a number that at the end of the day they're going to try to come you know they're going to try to hit but I just can't imagine Dak Prescott paying for playing for 2.5 million dollars this season that would be his salary 
I mean, as opposed to signing a deal, you know, you're never going to make the money back. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing about it. And look, he wasn't blessed to be a first round draft pick. You know, that, that's just how it was. He wasn't that good a player in college. There were some off field concerns with Dak Prescott as well. Fortunately, you know, nothing bad has happened since he's been in the NFL, but there were some concerns about, about you know, the way he was living his life off the field that might have dinged his draft stock as well. And, you know, so I think at the end of the day, if you're the Cowboys, you're going to pretty much stand pat on your offer. Maybe you'll bump it up a little bit just to try to get this deal done so then you know you have the ability to place a franchise tag on Amari Cooper for the following year. But I just think that's what you're playing. Now, of course, the the one mitigating factor to all this is the risk of injury. And as we saw with Teddy Bridgewater before, you know, look, it can happen at any time. And Teddy's never been the same quarterback since tearing up his knee on that practice field up with the Vikings. So you always run that risk if you're an NFL player of suffering a debilitating injury and then you never get paid and then Dak Prescott has left generational wealth on the table I don't think that's going to be happening with Dak I would imagine the deal is going to get done I mean I was told entering training camp by some sources I trust that this thing was real close to getting completed I think it will get completed it just I just think it's Dak's agents just really just pushing it to the limit at this point trying to get the most that they can before ultimately saying yes we are going to sign that deal Alex of the nine training camps that you visited what was the biggest surprise for you um, I think I mentioned this on Fox Sports Radio yesterday, but I know that we, unless you're like an absolute junkie and are listening 24 hours a day, I don't have a problem repeating this. But but I do think that, you know, when it came to the, the respect that Patrick Mahomes commands, I was amazed by that. Just players are, are speak of him in awe and reverence. He's like 25 years old. And, and you know, he's, but they just, the, his ability, it's just, it just, people are just stunned at how good a quarterback he is and how dangerous he is and his arm talent. On that team, I mean, they just—it's absolutely ridiculous what he commands. You know, I was impressed with Kyler Murray and in spending some time with the Cardinals. And I know, wait, wait, what time is it? It's about four twenty-nine Eastern. Any time now, there'll probably be someone else from the organization arrested. But I just want to point <laughs> out though that at least when we were there, uh, you know, seeing Murray and talking to Larry Fitzgerald about him and how he's never been around a rookie quarterback like this because that Cliff Kingsbury offense suits him so well. And Kyler Murray is going to be different than other rookies that have to adjust to the NFL game. The NFL is going to have to adjust to Kyler Murray because he's going to be running so many things that he's comfortable with. Now, don't pay attention to these preseason games. That is direct that the Arizona Cardinals are putting out there. I mean, it is, they are trying to have as much subterfuge as possible so that they don't give away what this offense looks like. But trust me, come week one against the Detroit Lions, it is going to be very interesting to see all the tricks that Cliff Kingsbury brings out. And in fact, I really think it could be a Cardinals team, despite being the worst team in the NFL last year, that may get off to a decent start simply because it's going to take teams some time to catch up with what Cliff Kingsbury is running. He's Alex Marvez from Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. And that was with me yesterday. You mentioned the Pat Mahomes yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> me and Nick Ba. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Actually, all of my questions were just taped from yesterday. I just asked you again today. Just, <laughs> sans the Valdosta reference. Appreciate it, Alex. Have a, have a great Monday, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today. So, yeah, that Jane Slater report saying that uh, he's seeking $40 million a year. She also added it's a negotiating uh, situation yeah. and business here. The number would likely to be closer to 34 to $35 million. But she reiterates her report from the summer is saying that Dak won't take a hometown discount. Good. 
He shouldn't. He's been giving him a discount the last four years. That's exactly what he should do. And he asked for $40 million. Doesn't mean he's going to get it, to her point. It means they're going to try and meet somewhere in the middle. And look, it's it's his turn to get paid. This is how this works. When it's your turn to get paid, you get paid. It's not about whether or not he's better than Tom Brady or better than Aaron Rodgers. It's about whether or not it's his time to get paid, and now is his time. But I don't think that Dak Prescott is in the role of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers on his team. And and that's where the Ezekiel Elliott situation comes in, that if Zach is asking for so much money that they can't get a Zeke deal done, I, I understand of, of the athlete getting what he wants and, hey, you know, everybody, we're not going to take a discount here in any of our jobs, so why should a professional athlete? But it's a different, it's a, it's a, it's a, a different playing field. It's... He's not Philip Rivers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers to what he means for that team. And that's where I I just, if you're going to pay Ezekiel Elliott that much and it takes you out of the Ezekiel Elliott business, that's the Cowboys' decision. And I'd rather be in the Ezekiel Elliott business because I don't think you could find another guy like him as opposed to finding somebody who is similar to Dak. I, I get asking for the money, but I just. I don't. I don't think then you get it done, and the Cowboys are going to have a decision to make. See, here's here's how I look when you compare the difference between Dak and Zeke. Which one is more like? Which one has more as more likely peaked? It would be Zeke based on the position and the wear and tear. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, Dak's contract looks better and better in the long term if he can continue to develop. And this is all. Look, Jason Garrett. All of a sudden, if next year they hire a young offensive mind that can do what other offensive minds have done with their young quarterbacks, like look at Trubisky. Dak's better than Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch Trubisky did some great things in the air last year because of Matt Nagy. Like if you were to put an an offensive mind with Dak Prescott a year from now, then he only gets better and better potentially. I just think that he's doing exactly what he should. The idea that they expect him to just take a hometown discount and people kind of put Dak Prescott in this in this category of, well, he should be grateful for where he's at. Okay, fair enough. But so should Dallas, because as we talked about earlier, he fell in their laps. Two guys got injured. He stepped up, and they won a division, and they've won two division championships in his time as Dallas Cowboy quarterback. I just think it's it's just a reality of the NF, the situation in the NFL, and if it's your time it, to get paid, you're going to get paid. But it's why the Jerry Jones comment when he took his stance about Ezekiel Elliott was so had so many holes in it when he said rushing champions don't win Super Bowls because – he completely excludes the fact that good rushing teams make the playoffs. So when you look at rushing champions and you look at the the history outside of a Chris Johnson on an 8-8 eight eight Titans team when he went uh, CJ2K, you had successful teams with, with good running teams. There isn't a quarterback in the NFL that is going to make $40 million in the next three years. I, I mean, let alone in 2019 or 2020, no one is going to make $40 million until way down the line. Now, I know the report says it can back up a bit, but I get paying a quarterback because then it will end up following another one will pass him. But we're talking about Dak Prescott here, and we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson of, of, of getting that, that $40 million. I just don't think that he is in the class, and what he is doing right now is he's hindering the Cowboys' opportunity where they have to make a decision. And if I'm making a decision for the Super Bowl team that I have right now, 
I'm paying Ezekiel Elliott over Dak Prescott. I mean, I, I look, I and, and you don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to get forty million dollars in a year or two? I think they're going to empty the vault for Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City. Oh, sure. Like there, there will be more to come over. But to to have to have anybody, what Matt Ryan is going to make thirty three and a half million dollars next year. I, I no, mean, and, you know, and, like and, so. And I get it. And and I don't think Dak Prescott is better than Matt Ryan or any of these guys that we're naming. But I just think it's a timing issue. And and also another another problem is people are thinking with their wallet as opposed to what an NFL wallet is. It's completely different. It's like I learned that a long time ago when I was working in in over the phone sales. You know, when you go to give somebody a price, don't cringe just because it's a lot of money to you. Just because it's a lot of money to you doesn't mean it's outside the realm of possibility for them. Because if they sense a cringe, it's less likely you're going to close the deal. Like this is these are the numbers that are being thrown around at quarterback in the NFL. And Dak Prescott has been playing on a bottom barrel salary the last four years. And if you were to add those two like we did earlier and average it out, you're going to get Dak Prescott. If he signs for $34 million over four years, you're going to get him for about $17 million a year over an eight-year span. I just I well, think it makes sense. And you think his production, because you talked about the as far as they went in the playoffs, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think that then his production warrants that money i know this for a fact in watching the all 22s and breaking down the tape there's not a quarterback in the nfl who hands the ball off better than Dak Prescott. <laughs> and if you can find one i mean prove me wrong uh, there's we've, nobody out we've there. got some breaking news in the national football league let's head over to the anchor desk it's isaac lohenkron breaking news from Fox gives Sports. us the breaking info dan and jonas multiple outlets are reporting that an independent arbitrator has denied antonio brown's grievance to wear his old helmet this season i'm surprised wow, i'm surprised that, unbelievable that, yeah that they wouldn't be like no go ahead get injured get I, I, I'm surprised. I mean, because I, I was hearing reports that they were considering uh, allowing him to wear those old Hutch helmets that came with the uh, <laughs> the get-ups when we were kids. You remember those? Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the plastic, uh, two-bar plastic yes, face mask. Yes, I had a Georgia Bulldogs one. <laughs> did, did you really? What was Correct. the number? Was it Herschel Walker? No, there was no number. It said Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> with a bulldog on the front of the jersey. <laughs> like, that's what it said. And the only reason that- Are you like, sure that was an actual Hutch or not, not a knockoff? It was- I. I, I we we could look it up during the break, but I just remember that there was there was one time when I was a kid that I was enamored that there was another helmet that was similar to the Green Bay Packers, but was completely were completely <laughs> different colors. Like it blew my mind to see the Georgia helmet and the Green Bay Packers helmet. Which I, I think George's may have come first. Actually, I, can't I, I had a a Bears Neil Anderson was the one thirty five mm. old Neil Anderson, uh, and there was a picture. Brady Quinn told me he had a, a Bernie Kosar one, uh, a Hutch with the helmet and the jersey and all that. And I asked him, did it also come with a flask? Because I wasn't <laughs> oh, sure. Geez. What? I'm, I'm fair also, question. No. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Bernie Kosar he likes to bend the elbow a little bit. Two things. Mine was college, so I don't know if they were putting numbers on jerseys back then. But number two, I'm also a bit older than you guys, so maybe they just had and transition to actual jerseys at that point with the Hutch brand. That's when you know Hutch exploded probably in 84 and we're like, you know what, we're going to so put cool. numbers on these things. So cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, well, how about you go. continue? Sorry, Antonio. Sorry about that. I mean, he gave it a shot. 
I, but unfortunately, no. I got a Dak Prescott jersey with $40 million <laughs> yeah. as the number. It's just zero <laughs> it wrapping around it. Uh, he's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, coming up next, uh, a Super Bowl champion is predicting doom for one NFL franchise. Find out who it is next on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Now, you can hear me every Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 Pacific with Nick Ba. You've got like five shows, that are four show, three shows that are listed. No, is it? Okay, so it's every day, 6 Eastern. Yeah. On, straight 3 out Pacific, of Vegas, straight yes. out of Vegas. 
Saturdays at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Yeah. Sundays, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 Pacific. Yeah. And then you have the Friday to Saturday overnight, yes. right? Yeah. So Saturday mornings, 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, 11 p.m. Uh, West Coast uh, yeah. Pacific time. I'll, uh, you know, I like to be active. You know, some people are very active in other parts of their life. I like to be active when it comes to work. Isaac Glowenkron, is, uh, he, he doubles you up on this stuff. Oh, he yeah. Does. So, yeah, yeah. You know, he's here, there, and everywhere. Our host of a Chargers uh, uh, post game. Yeah, still can't get a still can't get a follow from him on Twitter though. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I love the best. He's awesome. Isaac will uh, deliver the uh, breaking news. If it you just heard him a little while ago talk about the uh, Antonio Brown arbiter ruling that he uh, the arbitrator ruling that he cannot wear that old helmet in uh, games this season. So that's the uh, the latest news in. Usually when Doug's here at this time, we hear something great from Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One, and that's not going to change today in a segment we like to call. And now, one of Aaron Rodgers' former targets, Greg Jennings, was on Undisputed today talking about his former quarterback and the relationship that he has with his new head coach, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. This from earlier in Greg Jennings. All I'm saying is I don't believe it's going to work because I believe in order for a relationship to progress, there has to be some level of agreement that you both come to or level of consensus that you both come to. And I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the one to conform enough. (laughs) Eventually, over time, you go back to who you are. And who Aaron Rodgers is, is one who likes to have control and the reins in his hands. And rightfully so. Because he's proven that when he does have more control and he does have say over the offense, it, it, it operates more fluently and they put the ball in the end zone and his stats don't lie. Don't at some point, it doesn't at some point like Matt LaFleur and, and we read in a lot to this stuff, yes. but it says you just have to put his foot down. I almost feel like Aaron Rodgers is testing him with a lot of this stuff. Uh, I heard from somebody that Aaron Rodgers had no input in the hire of Matt LaFleur, which is, and I mean none, had no say-so in the hire at all, which was surprising to me based on the fact that in other situations, I mean, look, if there's if, if you have your franchise quarterback, you would think that they would have some sort of an input you know, at some level to either a head coach or whatnot, uh, Jay Cutler was the reason that Mark Tressman got the hire over Bruce Arians in Chicago because Jay Cutler felt like he had a better rapport with Mark Tressman. Boy, that worked. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and so that's why he got the job. The fact that Aaron Rodgers had no input there, I think it's, I think the organization, and you being from Wisconsin know that organization better than anybody. I think the organization has kind of put their foot down because the fact that they fired Mike McCarthy, and Mike McCarthy was, you know, some of the stuff that we heard was antiquated offensive mind, some outdated schemes and, and setups and all that. Aaron Rodgers was not happy. The fact that they went out and still hired another offensive coach tells me that maybe that was a little bit more of Aaron Rodgers having some, some you know, factoring into some of the poor play over the past couple of years. And not all of it was on Mike McCarthy. Because if he's this offensive guru wizard at quarterback, why are they having to bring in a young, bright offensive mind to freshen things up? Yeah, Mark- Mark Murphy is the one who runs the organization, and while Brian Gutekunst was brought in as the team's general manager, I don't think that he has the real oversaying powers. I think the, the head coach hire was a Mark Murphy hire, and that was the 
that was the theme entering into it, that it wasn't going to be Gutekunst. Gutekunst can handle the draft and he can deal with all that stuff, but when it came to making the decision on the head coach, I think it was all Mark Murphy, and I think to, to whatever you heard had to be correct because he's the one that is likely pushing the buttons in Green Bay. The point about Matt LaFleur now, though, if that's your head guy and he's the one that that is the one that brought you in, You've got to at least – Aaron Rodgers is going to say this and that every single time something comes up and he's going to speak his mind. You can't be afraid to have the confrontation just because Mike McCarthy did. I mean, what good did it do for Mike McCarthy? And I know a lot of Packer fans will always side with the quarterback, but if you're the head coach of that team, you at some point have to take a stand – Almost to the fact of the way that McCarthy took a stand when Brett Favre kept retiring and saying well, they were going to go with Aaron anyway. He was going to be their starting quarterback, so they were going to move on. You've got to kind of do that if you're Matt LaFleur. We are brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Antonio Brown has chimed in on the ruling that uh, he his uh, grievance failed, saying, I'm looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about this season. Appreciate all the concerns about my feet. See, that no problem from here, Dan. AB. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> no problem here. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Well, it seems we know what Antonio Brown is going to do, and that is play football again. When? Who knows? But he can't wear the helmet that he wants to, responding to the ruling. Do you say arbiter or arbitrator? Uh, I think arbiter, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I always thought, but then Antonio Brown put arbitrator in his piece. <laughs> I don't know if it's a tomato-tomato sort of thing, but the arbiter ruled against Antonio Brown, saying that he can't wear his old helmet, so AB goes to his Instagram page, which, by the way, I unfollowed him. There's too much, just too much going on. Too much Instagram? Yeah, too too much. There's just too many posts. There's just, you know, people who just post way too much on Instagram yeah. whose lives aren't that impo- uh, in- interesting. Yeah, you mean his, people who used to work here? His, his life may be interesting, <laughs> But in my mind, not enough to the ratio of the number of posts that I was seeing. So I ended up unfollowing him. Nothing personal. Just was, all right, I've had enough. But this is what he put on his Instagram page. Yeah, while I disagree with the arbitrator's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I mean, look, this is, uh, hey, he, he tried his best. He wanted a brand new helmet. Uh, he went to the wall, uh, tr- d- uh, you know, sat down, uh, talked to them for two hours to try and to get approval for this new helmet. Uh, Antonio Brown did everything he possibly could. And when he came out and I knew that it was the beginning of the end, because when he came out and he threatened to find the NFL liable if he gets injured in the new helmet, that was him basically conceding. All right, I'm going to lose. Uh, there's no there's no shot here. This is just me trying anything I can I can possibly do uh, to try and win this argument. Argument, an argument he wasn't going to win. He had no chance of winning, and he was never going to retire and give up $30 million. That wasn't happening. I find it interesting of how this has all gone down with his feet. You even you made the point earlier of when Antonio Brown actually was on the practice field working with the Raiders that he was clearly the best player on the field. And it doesn't surprise me because it's Antonio Brown doing what Antonio Brown does. But it's the way the 10 other guys react. Maybe I'm overreacting to that, but his absence, whether it be with the 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 feet or whether it be with the helmet, 
again, make it all about AB. And this isn't breaking news, but for a franchise that is about to leave Oakland for a new ground, but in addition to that, have decisions to make on where they want to go as a future of the franchise, specifically at the quarterback position. Antonio Brown, while being Antonio Brown, isn't making it easy on anyone, and that's the real issue here. Yeah. Um, no, look, not the best introduction to a brand-new team, especially when you come off a situation that he was dealing with in Pittsburgh. Not, not the smoothest landing, uh, hot air balloon jokes aside, of Antonio Brown landing in Napa with the Oakland Raiders, especially in a year to where, you know, if your quarterback has a down year, there's re- a high likelihood that he could be out the door because John Gruden's not going to want to invest that much money into a quarterback like that. Um not the greatest beginning of it, but if he goes out and he produces, and, and everything that we've heard is that the feet are going to get better. It's not like it's a serious issue. He's going to be out there. He'll probably most likely be ready for week one. I think that would be you know, a, a drastic situation if he wasn't going to be available. I just, my big concern, I guess, with Antonio Brown is, as you pointed out earlier, the guy at times when the Steelers were having success was difficult, was uh, basically throwing a tantrum on the sideline in a game against Baltimore that you pointed out when he didn't get the ball, which was what, the second quarter you yeah. said? Yeah, middle of like a random time. Yeah. And so if that's the case and he's on a really good football team who's always a Super Bowl contender, what's the behavior going to be like when he's on a team that uh, plays on a baseball field and is probably not going to the postseason? That's what I want to see. He's the crazy ex-wife. You know, The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> are sitting there, and I don't know if they have sympathy for the Oakland Raiders or are laughing at what they're going through, but all of this seems to be pretty regular, and that's... That's the deal with it, whether it be the the, the crazy ex-wife, the crazy ex-girlfriend, the crazy ex-partner, whatever the case is. We've all been in situations where just don't know from day to day where things are going. And it's probably not a relationship that you should be in, but you're in it. And that's where I feel the Raiders are of like, what do you do? Because even when you try to do the good stuff, it doesn't pay off for you. Like you are in that mess and you've got to figure out a way to get yourself out of it. And that's where I think that the Raiders are. No matter how great he is on the field, I don't think that this franchise can afford to continue to have this. I mean, it's very Raider-esque, it seems. But I just, especially, let's just say Derek Carr doesn't work. And I know this is going down down a rabbit hole, but if Derek Carr doesn't work, then you bring in a young quarterback, and now you're going to have the young quarterback have to work with Antonio Brown? How's that going to work well, out? Well, okay, I mean, listen, uh, would you like to hear one of my conspiracy theories? Sure. All right, here we go. My conspiracy theory I thought of was if Derek Carr is out at the end of this year, which that's a real chance that Derek Carr could be gone because John Gruden doesn't want to invest that much money in him. If a quarterback came available after this year and was on the market, a quarterback that John Gruden would love to work with because of the name and because of everything attached to that quarterback and the opportunity to get to work with that quarterback in your first year in Vegas was available. What about Tom Brady as a Vegas Raider? Huh? Think about it. He's got a one-year deal. He's got a one-year deal with the Patriots, okay? We're already hearing stuff that he put his house on the market, uh, that he wasn't happy about having a one-year deal. They're not going to franchise him in New England. Derek Carr could be out the door in Oakland a year from now, very, very likely, and Tom Brady could be out the door in New England for a year from now. Not not that far-fetched. And you're telling me John Gruden wouldn't love the opportunity to get to work with Tom oh, Brady interesting. if interesting. he has an okay year? 
year, even at his age? I think there are 34 other teams Tom Brady would rather play for. You think so than the Raiders? (laughs) I think the Houston Oilers would be an option. Oh, come on, Dan. I mean, heck, the Raiders are turning their back on his Bay Area. And I know he grew up a 49ers fan, but... I mean, I, I just think, look, Tom Brady, I mean, he would get a residency in uh, in Vegas. Uh, they'd open up a TB12 facility there in Vegas. A lot of stuff gets done there. I think Tom Brady in Vegas with the Raiders next year, if it doesn't work out with Derek Carr and it doesn't work out in New England for Tom Brady this year, you watch what happens, Dan. Well, the Raiders then would maybe have to pay him $40 million, or as we call it, Dak Prescott <laughs> yes. money. Because that's where Dak Prescott is reportedly in the neighborhood of looking for a contract. NFL Network's Jane Slater saying that he's seeking a $40 million a, con- $40 million a year contract. And while the number is high, she expected negotiations to end up somewhere between 34 and 35. I find that interesting for the simple fact, Jonas, of... Well, if she knows what the negotiation number is, why is it? Why are we sitting here negotiating? Like, like, what is Jerry Jones not going to see this or not hearing the same things that Jane Slater is hearing? So, is this just a game of chicken right now because we're so early in training camp or early in the NFL season, where Dak Prescott's here around forty and the Cowboys are here around thirty, and that's where we're going to stand? But apparently, Dak Prescott wants forty million dollars a year. Uh yeah. Listen, ask for every penny. Ask for it all. And look, start high and settle somewhere down down below. It's like you've had garage sales or you sell stuff. You always your asking price is really high, but you'll settle for something, you know, lower than that based on if you're selling I remember I was selling a couch because I had to leave South Carolina because the station closed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to come all the way back to California and I had to pay for my own U-Haul because I didn't get a severance package. <laughs> and so because I had to sell furniture to try and get back to California, I put a, I put the couch on the market for or uh, on Craigslist or whatever the hell I put it on for $250. Knowing I was never going to get anywhere close to 250. And so when the guy came over to buy it I said, "All right, Okay, I'll settle for two hundred. Fine, you got me. Like I was never gonna get two fifty. So Dak Prescott's doing that move. Okay, I want forty million dollars. Sorry, Dak, we can only go to thirty-four. Okay, fine. I'll take thirty. I mean, I, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'll take thirty-four million dollars. It's a negotiating tactic, and it makes sense. And he's been a bargain thus far in his career. So I think that's how he's looking at this. I look at at how things are playing out in the NFC. And my big deal is I think that the Cowboys' opportunity is to win now. Like the, the, this yeah. is. This season, it's not 2020, it's not 2021. I look at the 2019 season, Super Bowl 54 is the Cowboys' best chance to win a Super Bowl, and I think it'll be better than next year's opportunity and the year after that. I think that this year's for the taking. One of the reasons I think that this year's for the taking, Jonas, is because I look at the NFC, and I know Colin Cowherd earlier today on The Herd was talking about how how the, the strength of the NFC I disagree with that point because I look at the strength of the AFC. Like the AFC gives me teams that I know are good. The NFC to me is full of a bunch of teams that we think may be good or think have an opportunity to be good. Specifically, we think the Packers are going to bounce back with uh, Matt LaFleur as their head coach. We think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to lead the Niners to the – more wins than they they had a year ago. We believe all of these things. We think Kirk Cousins is going to turn things around with the Minnesota Vikings. Bruce Arians maybe goes to Tampa and gets things going. Dan Quinn's fighting for his job. Maybe the Falcons are better. All of those are maybes. Yeah. 
I know the Patriots are good. I know the Chiefs are good. I know the Chargers are good. I know that the Steelers are good. I know that the Colts are good. I know that the Texans are good. So when you're looking at it, like to me, like the NFC, the NFC is wide open, and why it's so important for Dallas. When you shift over to the AFC, and you look at the teams there. I know a lot more about those teams than I do about the NFC. Yeah, I think that the NFC is more interesting just because of the unknown. Because you can make the case for a lot of teams that could be a playoff team in the NFC. So with that being said, the NFC does feel a little bit more interesting because of the unknown. You're more certain, you're right, about the AFC. And there's also going to be really good teams in the AFC that are going to find themselves on the outside looking in in the playoffs. And when you don't make the playoffs, and this is where the logic and thinking behind what's success and what's failure in the NFL, I think is sometimes kind of skewed. We look at like back in the day, the Cincinnati Bengals as being a failure because they never won a playoff game. Dan, you remember those Bengal teams. You could count them into the playoffs every single year. Sure. And, and consistency in the NFL is one of the most difficult things to do in sports. The Bengals were in the playoffs almost every single year. They just never won a game. So I didn't. I never looked at that as a failure. I looked at it like, wow, that's pretty impressive to be able to get there. And you brought up, uh, as we were talking about, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns could have a really good year and not make the playoffs. Like that. That's yeah. that's a real possibility. I think Pittsburgh's going to be better than they were a year ago, even though they lost Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I think they're going to be more motivated with less distractions, and they're going to be a, a, a better team based on the losses. It'll be an addition by subtraction. You look at the, how the wild card just sets up in the AFC. And so that's why when you look at the goals of the Cleveland Browns and what their expectations are, like you have to look at the landscape. You have to look and see what's around there of what's really a success. When you look at the wild card in the AFC, I'm sorry, the Chiefs or Chargers are getting one. I I, yes. I don't see a drop off 100%. for either yep. one of those teams. So now, if you're the Cleveland Browns or you're any other team in those three divisions, specifically the North and the South, you've only got two chances to make the playoffs. You either win your division or you get that other wild card. So there's going to be not one, but Two probably pretty good teams that are on the outside looking in that could have, I don't know, 11 wins, 10 wins. I mean, Pittsburgh yeah. missed it last year going 9-6-1. and one. So that's what we're looking at in the AFC right now that I just think is when we sit there, we want to we want to talk so much about the Cleveland Browns and the success that they're going to have. If they go 10-6, and six, that's a really good season. But that's not a guarantee that they even make the playoffs. So you're going to get two out of the AFC West. They're both going to the playoffs. So. Yeah. In the AFC South, Houston and Indianapolis were in the playoffs last year. Jacksonville just allegedly found a quarterback after a down year. They're going to have an easier schedule. And Tennessee, if uh, Marcus Mariota doesn't perform well, have got Ryan Tannehill, who already played really well in a preseason game. Uh, there's not a lot of room, man. No. There, there just really isn't. And and look, if, if Adam Gase has never had more talent to work with outside of when he was in as far as an offensive coordinator and an assistant in Denver. Adam Gase has never had more talent to work with, especially as a head coach, than he's got right now with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold with the New York Jets. What if the Jets start putting together some wins? Sure. I, I just, yeah, it, it's a, it's... It's almost like everybody just assumes that the NFL is linear, like like other like the NBA. Oh, you get to the first round this year, like the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, next year it's going to be the finals because Milwaukee got to sure. the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not like that, man. A lot of times you get really far, and then the next year you fall off a cliff. The Raiders were twelve and four one year. Remember that a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, now they got guys who burn their feet off in cryo chambers. Like it just you can't count on it. 
Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything when it's game time. Have an experienced player to help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. He's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next... We go to the scene of the most bizarre storyline in the NFL. Find out what it is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. The big news of the day, the NCAA changes their rule to allow potential agents to not have a college degree. So the Rich Paul rule, I guess, is no longer a rule. Dak Prescott wants $40 million, and A.B. is going to go back to playing. Find Jonas on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. And Antonio Brown saying he's returning to the Raiders after an arbitrator ruled against his grievance to wear his old helmet. Joining us now to talk about A.B., what's going on in Raiders camp, and so much more. He is a Raiders insider for NBC Sports Bay Area, and you can check out the Raiders Insider podcast at NBCSportsBayArea.com. Scott Bear joins us now here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Scott, happy Monday. How are you? Talk about a timely interview. Right. Huh? The, news, right. the news broke. I just hit send on a story, and then ta-da. Now we have what, for the first time in three or four days, looks like a fully formed equation of exactly what happened and, <laughs> and the results of it all tied up neatly in a bow to talk about it. I can't wait. Man, so did you think that there was any possibility that – that there was going to be a lengthy holdout over this helmet deal. How did you think this was going to play out before we actually found out the outcome today? I thought it was going to work out exactly as it did. That that while he had certain elements of his grievance that I think um, were a valid argument, I think ultimately since the, since the helmet kind of rules and certifications are a joint uh, ruling from the league and the union, I thought that was ultimately going to be ruled against him, and the Raider sources kept telling me, um, even before Friday kind of went mushroom cloud on this whole Antonio Brown story, they just said, hey, we get it, you know, he's been away, he's not real thrilled about this helmet thing, his feet still aren't totally perfect, but ultimately, we think he's going to come back, and we think he's going to come back pretty soon. Um, and But it's still Antonio Brown, right? That, that There's still an element of uncertainty when you deal with him. But uh, ultimately, it's all kind of playing out as we thought that it would. From my vantage, it's nice that Antonio responded directly after the grievance kind of ruling became public. Again, all tied up neatly in a bow, no no loose ends. Uh, as a beat reporter, I'll, I'll take that every single day. He is Scott the Bear. He covers the Raiders for NBC Bay Area. Uh, up And are you in Napa right now or are you in Oakland? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm in Napa. Okay. So it's, uh, there are worse ways to spend a summer. I was going to say, how accurate um, is Hard Knocks actually going to be? Because we know it's a TV show, but you being there day in and day out, are we getting a fair representation as to what the Raiders actually are right now based on not only Hard Knocks, but some of the stories out of there? Yeah, I really think that this next episode on Tuesday is going to tell a great deal. Uh, one thing that a lot of uh, your listeners probably don't know, and, and Raiders fans included, is that the team has maybe not final cut, but they have 
some veto power and a considerable amount of say about what shows up on the show. And, you know, the Hard Knocks folks, and I think NFL Films does a great job uh, with the show, but ultimately they say that they like to be fly on the wall and true documentary series as opposed to a quote-unquote reality show, uh, as they've kind of come to be. I think that line's a little more blurred. I'm not saying that it's Real Housewives, but it might be a little bit more contrived. And ultimately, <laughs> when a when a team has influence on what goes on, right, you think they're going to want to put themselves in the best light. Now, how they treat this Antonio Brown situation, especially less the feet and more the helmet, I, I think that's going to be interesting and really kind of a, a litmus test for you know for where this uh, for this show falls in terms of uh, you know fact versus fiction. Who do you think the Lisa Vanderpump of the Raiders is? Oh, I'm just kidding. Just, oh, wow. That was a good one. Uh, just, just, just kidding. I am curious on the hard knocks thing, though. What is it like the Wednesday after? What was it like last Wednesday? Was that all that people were talking about? Was the episode that aired previously? Or is it more of a, hey, it's just another day at training camp? You know how players do, like... I'll write a big feature or something like that, positive or negative, and they'll be like, I didn't read it. But, you know, like, his girlfriend did, and his mom did, yeah. and his aunts did, and he definitely heard about it. But there's that kind of act like, ah, like, we didn't watch the show. Like, we didn't make microwave popcorn. Like, we didn't <laughs> break out the Sour Patch Kids. Uh, but they all watch it. They all know. And last, you know, last, last Wednesday, uh, Jonathan Abram took a podium. I mean, the guy was on what? three or four of eight or nine segments as a major character. And in terms of fact versus fiction, uh, show versus reality, that's John Abram. As far as I know him, he is brash. He's outspoken. At times, maybe fans think he's a little bit over the top. That's kind of how he is. He does like to hit you in the mouth, even when you don't have pads on. He does like to talk talk trash and back it up. And I think that he's a fun personality in a league that doesn't allow a lot of fun. So I like the way he goes about his business. But in terms of uh, when we have access, um, you know, tomorrow it's going to be all about if Antonio Brown is back or if he's still working through a foot issue that, gosh, seems like – the Old Testament, you know, for how long ago that uh, that story was written. And and really, ultimately, uh, yeah, Wednesdays, you know, and the next time that we see him, whoever the breakout star is, Max, Max Crosby's time is due. He was a uh, high school rapper, so we got to see that footage oh, okay. uh, at some point. But yeah, uh, that's definitely... We'll make some bets. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Max Crosby's going to be featured a lot tonight. All right, good. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, Scott Baer uh, governs the Raiders for NBC Sports Bay Area, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Dan Byer, in for Doug Gottlieb. What is the relationship like between John Gruden and Derek Carr? Not only uh, professionally, but personally. Yeah, I'm... I'm going to go ahead and say, let's, uh, plug uh, something here. I, I just had a, I don't know, maybe a 15, 20-minute one-on-one with, with Derek Carr and a story that's out there now where he addresses that very thing, that the public perception is, you know, that he's pious and Gruden swears like a sailor, and how could they possibly meet in the middle? They must be oil and water. And, in fact, uh, that's not the case. And John Gruden is growing on Derek Carr to the point that he's becoming a little testier shall we say this year, and a little more demanding and a little more forceful with his words, even if he's not dropping F-bombs. And I think that all those things are good. I still don't think that even though they're good, that that they're 
personal and professional relationship is good. The fact that Derek Carr is building a house right next to John Gruden in Henderson, Nevada, close to the New Raiders facility in Southern Nevada. Uh, all that being said, still a prove it year, right? Still a still a must get it done with this set of skill players including Antonio Brown, in order to uh, put yourself in, in prime position uh, to be this quarterback through the end of his contract, which, which runs through uh, 2022. Big year for him, big year for him and Gruden. Let's not forget, this is only the second time in six years that he's had the same scheme or the same play caller. I, I think that continuity is uh, going to pay dividends for him. I'm a big believer in what Derek Carr can do. And uh, I think uh, I think he's going to really impress some people, both uh, uh, both in statistics and maybe in a couple extra wins that uh, people often forget. He's got 16 comebacks in the fourth quarter. I think he adds a couple to that tally as well. The last one for me is Scott Bear of NBC Sports Bear Area joins us as he is the Raiders insider. So if this, uh, I mean, this is the swan song for Oakland and in for them moving on to Vegas. What is it like for fans? Has it been a theme at training camp? What is is, is this a, a a bigger issue than maybe seems to be letting on that this is this is the end? That's another kind of hard knock scrape that I got. You wouldn't even know that they were moving based upon episode one. Yeah, uh, and and that's as someone who lives in the East Bay, it's definitely the talk of this market. But the weird thing about it is that Raiders fans they travel. You know, it's kind of a nomadic franchise, and on Sundays. Or on Monday night when they open this season, there's going to be 53,000 screamers, right? But I work for a television station, so ratings were into that stuff, right? And you can see the needle tick slightly down, 10, 15% turned apathetic. That's the worst type of fan as far as, you know, radio and TV is concerned. We don't want apathy, neither do the Raiders. And that's kind of how it'll show its impact. But it is a big story, and the weird thing is, the Raiders have taken their victory lap already, as they did it last year, because they were worried or that, that they thought maybe last year was sure. their last go-round in Oakland. Uh, this fan base has been through a lot, and the most loyal section of it, and I know that I'll hear arguments about this, is in Oakland. They have a certain identification with the grit and the blue-collar nature and the, and the don't-mess-with-us-or-we're-going-to-scrap attitude. And uh, I think they really identify with this market. Ultimately, it is heartbreaking uh, for people around here that they're going to move, and that will be a prevailing storyline, especially as we progress through this season. Let's not forget here, and my wife definitely knows, that we have three consecutive preseason road games because they gave one to Canada. They gave another one to London, so they're gone for seven straight weeks playing away from Oakland. So those types of things wear on you, right? And, uh, you know, I, I do think that as we move closer to the end and it really becomes real, uh, I think that's when you're going to see fans around here really, really taking it hard. Check out the Raiders Insider Podcast at NBCSportsBayArea.com. Find them on Twitter. It's Scott Barrett, M-B-C-S-B-A-I-R. We appreciate it, Scott. And, uh, yeah, enjoy camp and enjoy hard knocks tomorrow night. Thank you, gentlemen.
Thanks, Scott. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. In for Doug Gottlieb here on FSR. All right, uh, the time is now, Dan. Uh, We have promised this. We have promoted this. We are going to be negative over something that everybody loves. All right, this is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to really enjoy this. Uh, It's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, uh, open up your ears and your hearts for Isaac Lohenkron. I thank you for that touching introduction, Jonas. And Dan, today, an independent arbitrator denied Raiders receiver Antonio Brown's grievance to wear his old helmet this season. Brown posted on social media, while I disagree with the arbitrator's decision, I'm working on getting back to full health and looking forward to rejoining my teammates on the field. I'm excited about this season. Appreciate all the concerns about my feet. Jane Slater of NFL Media reports that context is everything, folks. Jane Slater of NFL Media reports the Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is seeking $40 million a year in his new deal. Slater added, number, if gets done, would likely be closer to $34 or $35 million. Don't expect a hometown discount. College hoops, the Rich Paul rule is a thing of the past. The NCAA today amended its agent certification requirements and now will not require agents to have a bachelor's degree and instead just have them be certified by the NBA Players Association. The NBA released its complete regular season schedule today. Opening night will be October 22nd, featuring the world champion Toronto Raptors hosting Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans, followed by the Los Angeles Clippers hosting the Los Angeles Lakers. And Kyle Lowry has just withdrawn from the USA Basketball World Cup team because he was not cleared for full basketball activities after having thumb surgery last month. That's actually why John Ramos isn't here. He was named to the team. (laughs) And Kyle Lowry was... True, they've gone all the way down the list. Very impressive. Well, I'm looking for the next tweet that Ramos has withdrawn. That's when you know that it's really uh, they're really scraping the <laughs> barrel. It, Ramos won't be re- won't withdraw because of an injury. It'll be because of personality conflicts with Popovich. That's true. That's, that's what true. We're anticipating back to Dan Byer and Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb in ten seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All yours, fellas. All right. Thank you very much, Isaac. He is Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show as we are sitting in for Doug today. And yeah, the 2019-2020 NBA schedule was released today. All right. And there are a lot of people, including Isaac, who are going to give you the must-see right. TV games of the season. Not us. These are the must-not-see games yeah. of the 2019-20 season. I've got three of them marked down. Games that you do not want to see in the 2019-2020 season. Okay. You want me to start? With- yeah, and then after this, we're going to break down wins and losses for each team uh, upcoming, right? Like we like to do in the sure, NFL. Good. Sure. Get them into it. You know, a lot of people like to... Start off New Year's right. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. Well, one of the things you don't want to do on New Year's is watch the Magic and Wizards. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> oh, because it's the Magic and Wizards. Oh, okay. I couldn't think of a worse way to bring in not only a new year, but a brand new decade. Like, we are in the 2020s than by sitting there watching the Wizards team that maybe will have traded John Wall and Bradley Beal 
one of them won't be there because they'll be hurt or traded. And then having the Magic come to town. I know the Magic made the playoffs, but I'm sorry. I'm not starting out day one of 366 because of the leap year watching the Magic and Wizards on New Year's Day. Um, not going to happen. And here's the thing. Based on where that is located on the calendar, you know that's going to be somebody's Christmas gift. Are going to be tickets to that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Is that in D.C. or is that in Orlando? Uh, this would be in D.C. Okay. That is somebody's Christmas gift. In fact, I would venture to guess that majority of the people in the in the crowd that night are going to be there because that was a Christmas gift because the tickets are going to be cheap and because people didn't want to spend a lot of money. So go see our our trash uh, to start out the new year. Do you see uh, you see that Rose Bowl? Nah, I saw Aaron Gordon drop 22 and 10 <laughs> on the oh, Wizards. Yeah. No kidding. That's another thing. Hey, NBA, get over yourselves. There are certain days where you shouldn't try and compete with football because you're going to lose. New Year's Day and Super Bowl Sunday are one of them. If they play that game outside like the NFL, NHL does maybe I'd watch 32 no. degrees in DC outdoors uh, oh. yeah maybe maybe it'd get me to watch that's that not one. a bad idea put ch- get rid of the uh, nets have it be chains like we're at the park <laughs> it's awesome all right must not see TV also hits us on February 22nd which will be my niece niece's birthday I'll celebrate that February 22nd right. is Saturday night what better thing to do on a Saturday night in Miami than check out the Cavs coming to town to face oh, the good. Heat? 8 o'clock Eastern time. Hey, you want to go hit up South Beach? No, I'm going to watch uh, Jimmy Butler chuck up 43 shots against an awful Cavs team. All right, I'll see you guys later. I, I love watching Heat home games. I got a buddy who's a diehard Miami Heat fan, and he used to come over on Monday nights, and uh, we would call it Miami Mondays because for some reason the Heat would always play on a Monday night one year, and I, I couldn't, we never could figure out why. And I loved watching those games because in the background – were all the empty seats with with the T-shirt giveaway <laughs> yes. that night laying on the back of the seat. Like, every night is T-shirt or towel giveaway night in Miami because they can't get anybody in the building. They also, I went for a Monday night game one year, and they had the, the top level uh, with the uh, apron or with the uh, yeah, they did. curtain. Yes. They, they, they had it. Not, it's it's a different arena, but they had, a, they had a higher level that was not accessed. Oh, now, granted, it was, it was it was the, the Bucks like 10 years ago. So they weren't any good. It, they do but. that at uh, at pro wrestling events. If you go to a pro wrestling event, because the main camera, if it's a televised event, is only on one side of the ring, that's because behind that camera, it's a bunch of empty <laughs> seats. Nobody's there. They just fill everybody in over in the other section and keep it running. Oh, the, uh, the third must-not-see TV game of the season, St. Paddy's Day. Why not go celebrate on March 17th by not watching the Grizzlies hosting the Oklahoma City oh, Thunder? You don't think they're going to have uh, some sort of uh, a St. Paddy's Day celebration there? The only way that you could get me to that game is to get me drunk, and I don't drink. <laughs> Do so that know? would be that would be the only way that I would go and see Thunder and Grizzlies. No offense, John ja Morant, but I am not going to watch OKC against Memphis on St. Patrick's Day. And now it is the I would Grizzlies. rather watch people throw up in the streets of Memphis but on St. Patrick's Day okay. than this game. But I have heard some reports that are saying because it is the Grizzlies, they're going to dress up uh, Bryant Big Country Reeves as a leprechaun <laughs> and bring him back out. Yeah, he's going to all green as a leprechaun. They're going to wear the throwbacks that they had in Vancouver. <laughs> they will one will say Memphis, but one I think is going to be the throwback of the you know the green. Oh, uh, you mean the worst looking jersey in the history of the NBA? That couldn't even get me to go to this game there is no way absolutely not i 
That's the problem, though, man. The NBA rolls out a lot of garbage. The NFL does not have that issue. College football doesn't have that issue. Less is more, and the NBA rolls out trash on a consistent basis. Put on my blue suede shoes, and I didn't go to the game. (laughs) By walking in Memphis, I'd be walking out of FedEx Forum if I saw the Thunder and Grizzlies on the market. Have you been to Memphis? Have you no, been? Okay. I haven't. Uh, I've driven through it, uh, but only for a second because there's a, there's a stretch. But I've always wondered what's better, Memphis or Nashville? Because I heard great things about Nashville, and I've heard Memphis. You know, there's a lot to eat there. You get a lot of barbecue, a lot of fun stuff. But I've never actually been to Memphis. Yeah, so I've never I've never been to Memphis either. Been to Nashville. Um, Nashville's a great city. I've heard great things about the Memphis food. But I've heard more great things about Nashville. But I don't want to take any shots at Memphis because I don't yeah, know. I listen, just, yeah. we're calling it down the middle here. Um, now I got. I I'm gotta, only taking shots at the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the yeah. future's bright, but just not the immediate future. When, when you go to a food city like Nashville, that's known for its food, that's one of its big his big things to do in Nashville is try out all the barbecue and all the food. You are very specific about your food and what you want. Did they give you like a hard time when you asked for something and specifically asked for them to take an ingredient? No, not not happened in Philadelphia when I instead of cheese whiz on my cheesesteak, I just said provolone. The guy gave me like a look <laughs> like you're a wuss. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes. Uh and I, I think I tried to be cool. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. We went to Pat's and uh one uh with with uh you know, because you gotta go like cheese whiz. Right. You gotta use like the phrase. And Lisa, who wasn't my wife at the time, but she was with me, got hers with cheese whiz and mine was with provolone. And he's like, whatever, dude. Yeah. (laughs) She was was just in in disgust. I had mild hot chicken and my head was about to burn off. Like, like I'm not good with spicy stuff. (laughs) And they're like, Dan, your face is so red. Yeah, yeah. And that was the mild stuff. <laughs> Provolone pats. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. A little cheesesteak cheese sandwich. I would rather have a, another provolone cheesesteak than go see uh, OKC in Memphis. All right. in well, March, yeah. well, listen, uh, the, the, congratulations to the NBA uh, as we uh, we bid farewell to you. The last time you'll make news on a Monday from now until February. So good job for the NBA. Uh, he's Dan Beyer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we could have a superstar on the move sooner rather than later. Find out who we're talking about here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. Sitting in for Doug today. If you ever want to reach us on Twitter, get Jonas at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get our next uh, joining on Twitter, if you will. Yeah. At Isaac Lowenkron. Is that where we could find you, Isaac, as he brings us? It is. He's a terrible follow. <laughs> Isaac's here with the press. The press. Isaac, he's got great stuff. What was the last tweet you had, Isaac? Uh, I think it was something about uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers rushing yards in that preseason <laughs> game. Like Chargers quarterbacks in the preseason game had 21 more rushing yards than Philip Rivers has had the last four years. Speaking of Twitter, <laughs> Dan Byer, an excellent follow on Twitter. I always enjoy his oh, content. Thank right, you. right, Jonas? Thanks, Isaac. You're the best, man. Thanks. Right back at you, buddy. Look at that. I can't stand Isaac alone. Right back at you again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Speaking of people in the media who can't stand each other. All right. So we told you that Jane Slater of NFL Media reported that Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is seeking $40 million a year in his new deal. Well, moments ago, 
Jory Epstein, who covers the Cowboys for USA Today, reported Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott's representatives are not asking for $40 million a year. Source familiar with negotiations tells USA Today Sports. Source, that is false. Hmm. Well, look, uh, tis the season for for, a this report says this, this report says that. I'm willing to believe somewhere in the middle. If you don't believe one side and you don't believe the other, believe somewhere in the middle. Is Dak asking for 34 or 35? I don't think that that would be that far-fetched. It should be like he's asking for $41 million. Yeah, yeah, good. not not forty million, forty one. Forty that's million, where you got it wrong. Forty million and ten cents. That's the that's the exact <laughs> number that we're hearing. Dan and I can't wait for here. Uh, can't wait to hear more cowboy uh, beat reporters contribute hey, their respective speaking reports. Speaking of that, how about them cowboys? <laughs> yeah, cowboys. Dan will be there tomorrow. By the way, yes. oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, we all. Uh, yeah, Doug. Gottlieb. Why did you get Slater and Epstein on together to like uh, argue with each other, or or gather the whole Cowboy reporting court in the parking lot for a fight like the one in Anchorman between the rival TV <laughs> news teams? This can be done on the tennis courts, hey. where it's twenty degrees hotter than everywhere else. Let's put the media there. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but uh, they do. Uh, some people call it Noxnard. Oh, oh, very clever. A little, a little inside info all here. All right. Yeah, do the math on that. HBO show, Hard Knocks. Yeah, favorite, see, it all uh, ties together. Favorite yep. report. <laughs> all ties together. It's all about branding, Jonas. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, speaking of uh, other media oddities, so this is a report by NBCSports.com, and the headline is, Report, Rich Paul still likes idea of Anthony Davis playing for Knicks. Now, the story says that the New York Post reported that the 2020 free agent pool is short on stars, but the Knicks could be one of the favorites for Anthony Davis if the Lakers implode. Rich Paul, Davis's agent, likes the idea of his client in New York, according to a source. Then NBC Sports added, league sources denied that is the case to NBC Sports. Davis re-signing in Los Angeles remains the most likely outcome. So, hey, NBC Sports, why don't you use the headline that you originally reported as your headline instead of the New York Post headline. It's just like the Dallas Cowboys thing. Contradictions all over the place. You know what it is? Because everybody has an opinion on every situation in sports because it's a hot take society. All you need to do is find the one source that confirms your opinion. And as long as it confirms your opinion, ignore all the other ones that go a completely opposite way. That's all this is nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe anything Rich Paul says because he doesn't have a college degree. Oh, so, yeah. how about that? How's yeah, how that feel, LeBron <laughs> fans? Yeah. <laughs> buyer yeah, bomb. I'm getting up for that. Yeah, that is a buyer it's, bomb. Uh, yeah. Job well it's done. Dan Byer. Dan broke. Yeah. 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 You're talking to a guy who graduated in the top 90% of his class. And you did the uh, yeah. d- the DX crotch chop right after you did it, Dan. Good for you. Way to dance on oh, some graves. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. top Not, not top 10%. The top ninety percent. Oh, by the yeah. way, we are brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more competent car buying experience. I can't believe that this Anth- Antonio Brown helmet thing now is just much ado about nothing. Yeah. Oh, just back to work. Hey, got us through the weekend, didn't it? <laughs> Hard Knocks should be amazing <laughs> tomorrow night if they actually show it. Aren't I always? <laughs> 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.